When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight. This is Duck Insight. Insight on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25, To Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. A very busy show coming your way today. We're live here at the Duck Store, where you purchase support the Ducks, past, present, and future. Tomorrow, Rob Mullins joins us for Athletic Director Wednesday, brought to you by Bymart. But before we get to all that, Katrina Dowd, head coach, Oregon Lacrosse, will join us in just a little while here on the show after a successful weekend for her squad, a long road trip. Also, Dana Altman talked with the media for almost a half an hour today, recapping the season and looking ahead to the future and thinking about some of the epic players that are coming in for the Ducks next year. So we got that for you. Dana Altman probably won't get to all of it today, but we'll get to a lot of it, and we'll save some for a little later on in the week. I can also tell you that Terry Johns did a wrap-up interview with Associate Head Coach Mark Campbell for Oregon Women's Basketball. We've got that series coming for you over the next week. A lot of interviews as well with spring football as spring football practice resumed today. Head Coach Mario Cristobal met with the media along with wide receivers Coach Michael Johnson. I talked with Brendan Schooler. Jerry Allen talked with Daywood Davis and Johnny Johnson as well. We've got all that for you coming up on the show today. A lot of interviews. We'll take your Facebook comments and questions over the course of the show today as well. But I want to jump right in and get to Mario Cristobal, the head coach for the Oregon football team, meeting with the media for the first time since their break and having a little fun to kick things off. Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, kicks off a day full of interviews on Duck Insider. Back from Hawaii and practice inside? Is, is a little too- back from Hawaii? No, we don't have time to go to Hawaii. We want to sweat a little bit today. That's what we want to do. So we want to kind of turn up the temperature a little bit. Um, our guys reported on Sunday night, and we had you know our administrative meeting and whatnot. And yesterday we jumped right into lifting and meetings and walkthroughs. So we want to, we kind of want to pick up where we left off and uh, kind of get in there. That temperature is going to be turned up a little bit, you know, both from a football standpoint, culture standpoint, and certainly a temperature standpoint, humidity standpoint. So. It'll be a good thing for all of us. 
You didn't do anything fun for spring break? Recruited. So much fun. <laughs> we, uh, I think everybody broke away a little bit, but uh, we always maintained the principles and values that you must from a working standpoint. Still look ahead in terms of messaging, in terms of recruiting, practice preparation, um, situational football and what you still need to cover in your 10 practices. And I wouldn't say reset your goals, but I would say reestablish your goals and reestablish, you know, culture as you get back. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't stop, you know. But that's good. That's a fun part. That's part of it, you know. You guys said that you're kind of starting the install again. What what, exa- what exactly does that look like? Well, you know, one through practices one through five, we just about installed maybe 80% of what we do. Now we go back to, I would say, um, the philosophy of practice number one and reinstall everything with a couple of wrinkles. Now you start adding the eyewash to the offense, to the defense, the disguises, uh, the motions, uh, the shifts, so that our guys now digest it for the second time, but also present how each and every part of our um, of our game and our scheme evolves on every side. How much does that starting over process help a guy like Jalen Hall who's now starting to oh, yeah. just well, learn to swim? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he's going to be swimming regardless, but at least he's, sorry, he's swimming on day one install as opposed to day six, seven, eight. Um, excited to have him, obviously. Uh, the receivers in general have had a really strong spring. Started off um, just making plays, and uh, the benefit of having a veteran quarterback certainly helps that. What kind of role do you want your tight ends to have on this team? They've got to be the complete player, and that's another reason why we moved you know, Hunter Campmore over to tight end. They have to be physical at the line of scrimmage. They have to be great in-line blockers, both in the run game and the pass game. They have to be able to play from the opposition to be a good slider in the passing game, the run game, split zone guys, um, outside zone guys, cutter guys, stretch the field guys. We, um, I've been spoiled with tight ends over the years, and to me, we owe it to them, and we'd be doing a disservice to them if we didn't prepare them to be the complete Y slash H, and that's what we're doing with every single one of those guys. Does Hunter's size give him a chance to, to help make that transition? Absolutely. The field? Absolutely. He's a 270-pound guy, you know, and he could run. He catches the ball extremely well. He's a physical presence at the line of scrimmage, so he gives us some versatility. You could also split him out. He's done some pretty, uh, you know, impressive stuff when he's been detached, which is kind of neat to see a, a big old guy out there running routes. Mario, what were your conversations like with Coach Levitt when he was deciding whether to come back? Did you have a sense for where his head was at on that? To me, it's one of those deals where every single coach – uh, that we have on our staff right now, um, everybody's got to make decisions. And I think Oregon's not a place that you try to oversell. Oregon's a place that it's an honor to be at. So I think that was made very clear to everyone on our staff. And guys have done a great job getting on board and pushing and doing things the right way. In that situation, do you have to have a conversation with him just to make sure there's no disappointment about the fact that I'm sure he would like to be the, the I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, it, uh, in this business and in every industry, there's one head coach, there's one CEO and whatnot, and, um, and it's that person's responsibility to make sure that everyone on the staff, everyone in the organization feels valued, right, feels important. And I think that we um, overall as a staff, overall as an organization, we do that on a daily basis. And everybody has a responsibility and an obligation, and everybody's held to a high standard. Mario Cristobal meeting with the media this morning before the Ducks practiced it in the mode just off through these doors to my right. The Ducks are resuming their spring practice, and there's a lot of guys, I think, that are starting to flash as Jalen Hall made his debut today for the Ducks, one of the New freshman, new recruits coming in. He made his debut wearing number 18, a wide receiver out there for the Ducks today. You heard that being discussed with Mario Cristobal there. Download the Oregon Game Day app and smartphones app store. Stay up to date with Duck News and social media. Tickets in the app, live game broadcasts, and facilities info, all part of the Oregon Go Ducks Game Day app. Find it on your smartphones app store today. Your Facebook comments and uh, questions coming up. I see uh, one asking about men's basketball. We'll hear from Dane Altman coming up in just a little while here on the show. Derek, when does Bobo come in? Uh, all of the recruits will be here late June for Oregon basketball. I don't know of anybody that is coming in earlier. So that is uh, the answer to that question. It looks like we're all caught up on everything else on the Facebook stream. I do want to sneak a break in here real quick because uh, we do want to hear from Coach Altman. Also, Michael Johnson, the wide receivers coach for the Ducks, met with the media. In fact, I'll tell you what. Change it up. I'm messing up Randy back there in studio right now. Let's get to Michael Johnson, the Oregon wide receivers coach, met with the media today discussing uh, all things Ducks wide receivers, including some of the young guys. And the first question posed to him, 
what the depth looks like because there seems to be some opportunities available at the wide receiver position. Michael Johnson, the Ducks wide receiver coach, meeting with the media today. Michael, I think you've seen through the spring the, the three Florida guys who came last year, Darian and, and Dimitri's been with you a little bit there too, and Daywood. What are you seeing kind of them in year two? Well, I think they're getting better. Uh, I think they're, they're growing. I know Daywood Davis, he's, uh, I think he's gained like 25 pounds. Uh, but he's still slender. He's still uh, is running well. But he's kind of growing up a little bit. He's getting learned the offense better. So I think those guys are uh, improving uh, tremendously, and they are growing from their first year to the second. Do you have to recruit them to stay when, when Willie left? Or was there a thought that they might try to go back closer to home after that? No. I mean, it's a long ways from home. But I think this place kind of sells itself. I don't think we have to sell anybody to, to stay here. Uh, and if anyone decided to leave, it would be on their own choice. But I think this place is a great place. Uh, it's a great place to go to school, a great place to play football. So I think it's a place that kind of sells itself. Is it, a, is it a pretty easy sell when you have Herbert at quarterback too? I mean, this, this feels like a pretty good opportunity for a lot of those guys. To... It is. Uh, you know, our quarterback is pretty special. Uh, he's a guy that uh, has tremendous skill set. Uh, he's a, a good person, good leader. Guys like being around him. Uh, but he, he can get you the ball. All you got to do is run and get open, and he'll find you. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for a young wide receiver. What's been kind of your focus for spring overall for the receiver group? There's a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, well, we, we just want to improve both uh, fundamentally and technically, uh, but also uh, learn the offense better uh, and then just create uh, great habits. Uh, Coach Cristobal is doing a great job of building the culture here. Uh, that is based on finish, and we want to make sure that we uh, do our part each and every play and just buy into that culture and just be detailed in everything that we do. Any of the young guys that Duck fans may not be familiar with that are standing out that are going to get seen this year at the wide receiver position? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I know Dylan Mitchell's a guy that is a guy that we're looking to, looking forward to, to stepping up and, and playing a big role. Uh, you know, we just got Jalen Hall in uh, a couple days ago. So he'll be a guy that uh, I think everybody will be excited to see. Uh, we've got young guys like Daywood Davis, Jalen Red, uh, Brandon Schooler is going to be a guy who has a year under his belt. And all those see Johnny Johnson uh, has lost 16 pounds, so he's uh, a little smoother, faster, quicker. Uh, he's still the same aggressive guy that he's always been. So I, I'm just excited about the entire group and just trying to, to build that group from the bottom up. Jalen's head going to be swimming a little bit today. Do you expect him to be able to jump in there and, and be a guy who stands out? Well, we'll throw him in there, but he'll be swimming. <laughs> Trust me, we went over uh, about four installations yesterday. So, you know, that's about 120 plays that are all going to get crammed into one. So I'll be behind them and kind of guide them a little bit. But we're just going to throw him in there and, and just kind of get his feet wet. Uh, but he, he's eager to be here. He's happy to be here. Excited for a fresh start. How nice is it to get him here early and start that process now? You know, it's, an, it's very, it's crucial. Uh, I think to get a kid here in the spring just to learn the offense, uh, it gives you an advantage going into fall camp. So that's what we want to do, just make sure that we get them comfortable uh, by the end of spring, uh, make sure we get them in shape, make sure that we do all those things and, and keep them healthy. You mentioned Dylan taking that next step. What, what are the things he needs to improve upon to maybe be that number one receiver in the group? Or... Well, it's like any other uh, position. You have to make sure that you come to work every day. Uh, and create the habits that allow you to to be that guy. Because if you're going to be the number one guy, you got to be a guy that we count on each and every week. And it starts with habits. And we're going to make sure that we try to get him to come to work every day, uh, finish every rep, uh, get every rep that he's in there, and make sure that he, he knows what he's doing. And then he can do that. But it, it takes, uh, takes growth, takes time. And the older they get, the more they're able to handle that situation. If you're going to be that number one guy, how, how important is just having chemistry with, with the quarterback? Well, it's, it's important. Uh, he needs to be able to, to count on you uh, and rely on you in, in crucial situations. Uh, but he, he's working. Uh, he, he's doing a great job. He's uh, got great uh, mentality right now. You know, his mindset's good. So everything's uh, going in the right direction. We've got to make sure that we just continue to grow each and every day and make sure that he just uh, continues to study and, and learns all the details about what he's doing in his position. Did Charles kind of take some of those younger guys under his wing last year, and what do you think they, they learned from him? Well, Charles was a guy that had a lot of experience, and I think Charles was a guy that led by example more than uh, a vocal leader. He's a guy that was going to show up each and every day. Uh, he was going to be physical. He's going to be tough, even though he was an undersized guy. Uh, and, you know, I, I love Charles. I appreciate everything that he 
brought to the table. And I think he was a good example for the young guys to see. And now going forward, they can kind of take what he kind of showed them and then do that going forward. How much experimenting are you guys doing of trying guys at new positions, or, or, is, that, or is it more just building fundamentals of, of spring football? Well, I, I think it's more of just building the, the, the fundamental base and making sure that we can align properly, do the techniques right, uh, make sure that we get all the little small details that allow you to play better, uh, and then just putting a, a premium on finishing, making sure that we, we do everything and complete all the process. Michael Johnson, the wide receivers coach for the Ducks, meeting with the media today. We'll hear from some of his wide receivers coming up a little bit later on here on Duck Insider. Brought to you by Bymark. Get ready for your season four less. Katrina Dowd, head coach, Oregon Lacrosse, also will join us on today's show. Your Facebook comments and questions coming up here in just a little while. Keep them coming. I'll do my best to keep track. And up next, uh, Dana Altman met with the media for about a half an hour today in a press conference recapping the season, looking ahead to the future. A very bright future, it seems, for Oregon men's basketball, but... As you'll hear Dane Altman discuss, they underperformed their expectations for themselves this season. We'll hear from the Oregon men's basketball head coach looking back on the season, looking ahead to the future next on Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel, it's called the Toxic Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer. This is Duck Insider from IMG, America's home for college sports. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit FinishYourDiploma.org. That's FinishYourDiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Back for Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. I see Jeffrey Michael Johnson, very articulate. You're absolutely right. Uh, he's a guy that's been in this industry a long time and has helped a lot of young players and a lot of professional players, actually, take that next step. Michael Johnson, Ducks are glad to have him for sure. Live here at the Duck Store, we purchase support the students, faculty, and staff at the University of Oregon. It's Duck Insider. A lot of interviews today. We'll go rapid fire next with Dana Altman, the Oregon men's basketball head coach, sitting down with the media and talking about what the expectation is for the future, looking back on last year a little bit, and I know a lot of people wondering, an update on Troy Brown Jr. and if he's going to decide to go pro. Dane Altman addressing that today. We got that for you next. Dane Altman here on Duck Insider. A little different sitting in those seats at the Final Four again if you got used to uh, being down a little closer last year? Uh, yeah, it wasn't the same. It, uh, it uh, definitely uh, was a different feel. You know, you go to those Final Fours uh, year after year, always hoping that you get to one and then you get there and then you have to go back without your team and uh it's not quite the same you talked with troy got any indication of where he's at in terms of his yeah i've talked with troy a couple times um you know uh, i just want troy to do whatever's best for troy um he and his family uh, will make a decision 
Uh, I'd love to work with him, you know, for another year, but uh, I want him to do whatever's best for he and his family. Um, you know, if, if coming back here is best for him, we'd love to work with him. Uh, if he feels like going to the NBA at this time is the best for his career, then uh, we want him to do that. Uh, he's got wonderful parents and wonderful families, so I, I'm sure they'll make a great decision. Uh, you know, as soon as he gets some feedback, we'll talk about that feedback. And, and uh, uh, But he's, you know, he's a talent. And, um, you know, whatever he decides, I'm sure he'll throw himself into. And uh, uh, he's young. He's 18. And, and so uh, he's got a big decision ahead of him. But, again, uh, wonderful young man, unbelievable family. Uh, and I'm sure they'll make a great decision. If they decide to come back, uh, he would add a great deal to our ball club, obviously, because he is a talent. Um, if he decides to go, I'm sure he'll work his tail off there and, and uh, find a way to, to help a team. What would you guys work on with him if he comes back next year? Well, you know, he does have to improve his shooting. You know, that that's something. And um, uh, I think that would be, you know, what most uh, NBA teams would, would want him to do. And uh, his ball skills are very good and his instincts are very good. You know, and it's just kind of matching that with, with his personnel that he's with. You know, um, uh, so I'd, I'd like to see his assist-to-turnover ratio get a little better, you know, which it would, you know, because he, he has a good feel. He's, he's got a really good feel for the speed of the game now. So uh, I really think those, those two things would, would make a big jump. Um, you know, he's only 18, so his body's going to continue to develop and get stronger. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's, there's a lot of upside, whether he comes back here or makes the decision to to move to the next level uh, you know he's going to make big strides you guys made a run last year with an experienced roster Villanova was obviously pretty experienced this year just how hard is it to actually get an experienced roster because if you get really good players they could potentially leave like like Troy would this year. yeah it's uh, you know it's if you look back I think at the last three final fours uh, you find very few teams not only that won it, but in the final four that young, you know, it, uh, we were playing one freshman last year. Uh, uh, I think Gonzaga was bringing Zach off the bench. Uh, North Carolina was bringing the big I think Bradley off the bench. You know, uh, I don't think South Carolina was playing any freshman, you know, and you look this year and, uh, it wasn't, you know, Spellman was on Villanova, but he was a redshirt freshman. Um, so, again, uh, experience, you know, we've talked about it before, uh, experience and talent, and those two, you know, a balance of those two, uh, always, always the best. Uh, I, I've always said talent was the most important thing, but experience was a close second, and having those two, uh, our team last year was an example of that. We were really talented, and those guys have proven that by what they've done this year in the NBA, uh, but we also, Jordan three years, and uh, Dylan three years, Tyler two years, uh, Dylan Ennis six years, <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Boucher two years, but two years in junior college, you know, uh, Casey Benson, you know, three years, so we had a really experienced team last year, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, my job was a lot easier last year, you know, uh, this year it was a lot more we just we could never you know get those two point three point wins that we had the year before we they all went on the wrong side of the column this year and and uh, it's a difference between having a great year and a not so great year and I'm hoping with with more experience next year um, how many guys come back uh, uh, we'll, we will be more experienced and uh, I'm hoping that'll be a big difference for us. Are you waiting on any other players of deciding staying or, or leaving? You know, I'm having conversations. I um, I was out all last week. It was our spring break, and uh, you know, I had some recruiting and, and some personal things. Uh, so I was out all week, and so uh, guys came back uh, Sunday, and and uh, going to meet with a lot of them this week, and, and just talk and get their thoughts, and they'll get mine, and 
you know, guys will be making decisions. But, you know, we hope everybody stays, you know. But uh, one done might, we might get rid of that pretty soon. How's that look? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to make any predictions on that. Uh, that's all the NBA. Everybody thinks it's the NCA makes that decision. Uh, that's that's the NBA makes that decision, and so we have you know, not much to say about it. You know, I I think players, like any profession, should be able to do what they want to do. You know, I I don't know. I uh, I think it's kind of unusual for people to to judge guys on in moving into their pro careers you know we we don't do that with musicians we don't do that with businessmen we don't do that with journalists you guys you, you take the plunge anytime you want if you're ready and uh, uh so you know i i think guys you know they come from all different backgrounds or families are different uh you know our job in education is to do what's best for our students for our student athletes and so you know i our program will survive you know it may not be exactly what it 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 was if they came back uh you know i was sitting there watching that game going man if we'd have had dylan or tyler or jordan just one of them back you know what a difference that would have made and but i see all three of them you know making their name and and doing well and that would have been awfully selfish on our part, you know. Our job's to put them in a position to to go out and make a living and, and have a great career when they leave here. And uh, I think we did that with those guys. And and uh, you know that's that's what our job is. And so to answer your question, uh, whatever the NBA decides, you know, we'll we'll be right with them. I just you know what's best for the the young men that we're fortunate enough to work with. You know, that's what. Baseball, football thing, would you? Too you know, they won't do that. Uh, I don't. I don't think they will. I don't. I don't think they'll. Okay, you got to go out of high school, or you're going to have have to stay in for two or three years. I just, you know, like I said, once once they've had the freedom to go after one year, you know, I I'd, I'd say if anything, you know, it'll just be go out of high school, go whenever you want. With with Troy and I guess who, whoever else is thinking about going pro, is that something that you share with them, like the, the Tyler Dorsey, Jordan Bell kind of success at the NBA level and how maybe staying here could could still help them? You know, everybody's different. You know, uh, we just say, hey, if, if you decide to come back, here are the things we want to work on, you know, uh, but you do what is best for you. And I, and I continue to say that because – you know, I I definitely want Troy to come back, you know, because he's great for our program, and I think he could make big strips. But, you know, he's got to be all in, you know, to come back. And uh, if he goes to the NBA, he's got to be definitely all in there because uh, that's very, very competitive. So, um, again, that's personal choice, and uh, uh, whatever he decides will be behind him 100%. How do you manage recruiting right now? I mean, Troy goes if somebody transfers you. I mean, right now you've got what one scholarship for next year. You could have three. You know, I mean, you're trying to fill a void of hey, we might have this many, we might not. Do you want people to make a decision quick? Do you go out and tell people hey, we're kind of, do you tell recruits hey, we got to wait and see how many we have open? Well, I, I think we're going to have a pretty good feel. You know, um, uh, we're going to uh, we have a visit weekend this weekend and next weekend, and then the next two weekends, you know, we're out recruiting underclassmen. Uh, you know, we're dead um, right now, and, and then we're dead Monday through Thursday of next week because of, of signing date and that. So I don't, you know, the guys that we're still talking with that, that could come in and, and have a little influence, I don't think we'll be making the decision for a while. So I, I do think we have some time, and I think they want to see, in a lot of cases, the schools they're looking at, are in the same predicament yeah. we're in. They're they're waiting to see who's coming, who's going, and uh, how big a hole the team has to, to fill. Do you feel like this team needs to add to to get back to the tournament? Well, experience, you know, would be you know. I think Kenny will make a big jump. I think Paul will make a big jump. Abu's going to make a big jump. Um, you know, VJ, Peyton, you know. Uh, so that's the biggest thing. You know, those guys coming back need to have a tremendous spring, and they set, need to set a great tone in the summer. Um, so that will be the number one factor. Um, you know, then the four young men that we have have signed, uh, 
got to get them healthy and get them here in late June when our summer school starts. And they've got to really join in, you know, with the guys coming back. Um, You know, we need to be able to score the ball. You know, we're losing two really good scores in uh, in Mikhail, who gave us physicality. Mikhail had a great year for us. He, you know, he did a a really good job. And and you saw how important Elijah's scoring was to us because when he scored well, we played pretty well. And when he didn't score so well, we didn't we didn't play so well. So you saw how important that scoring was. But I think VJ's going to take a big step and be ready to to fill a lot of that and the physicality that Mikhail gave us. You know, we, we do have a hole to fill there. Dane Altman, head coach for the Ducks, sitting down with the media. That was just a little while ago as Coach Altman talked with the media for actually about half an hour or so. We'll have the rest of his conversation with the media coming up a little bit later on. If not today, squeezing it all in, we'll definitely get to it on the show tomorrow. Tons of interviews from spring football to get to. We'll also hear from, I should say, hear from David Davis, Brendan Schooler, and Johnny Johnson as we focus on the wide receiver position when we come back here on Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Western bacon cheese, burger cheese, bacon, western bacon cheese, burger, I'm talking Carl Jr., pick it up. Western bacon cheese, burger, Carl Jr., pick it up. Western bacon cheese, burger cheese, bacon, western bacon cheese, burger, Carl Jr., pick it up. It's starting early. And staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. Giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow-drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Katrina Dowd, head coach of Oregon Lacrosse, will join us after their long spring break trip in just a little while. But a focus on the wide receiver position and more of Dane Altman's conversation with the media coming up probably tomorrow on the show, as well as Terry John's postseason wrap-up with associate head coach Mark Campbell. That is all coming up. Oregon baseball got a nice winning at San Francisco yesterday. Ducks with a 5-2 to victory over the USF team that beat them here at PK Park eight days ago. They had a week in between the two Monday contests. Ducks now 16-11 and 11, heading into a matchup with the Washington State Cougars this weekend running Friday through Sunday at PK Park. Oregon softball against Portland State this evening as well. A doubleheader against Portland State at Jane Sanders Stadium. Ducks are looking forward to hopefully, hopefully playing a lot of the depth actually, that this team has to offer. A 4 o'clock start for the first game between Oregon and Portland State. Ducks softball then has Arizona at home this upcoming weekend in a critical Pac-12 series. Meanwhile, Oregon football resuming spring practice. A lot of interviews with wide receivers today, and David Davis was one of them. The 
outstanding speedster sat down with the media, and Jerry Allen was there to talk with him along with a few other members of the media. Daywood Davis on his career so far at Oregon and spring practice as we close in on the April 21st spring game. Here's Daywood Davis this morning. Your redshirt season. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I progressed a lot. Um, last year, you feel me, I was in the slums. Um, I thought I came in, thought I was going to play off the back, got redshirted. Um, mindset was really down. Came, came out this spring, improved, improved a lot. This is my main focus, and I'm going to keep going from there. Coach, uh, we just talked to Coach, and he said you put some muscle mass on. Talk about the process of working out making that happen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, coming in this spring, I gained, I gained like 25 pounds. So, like, I was dedicated to gaining weight because last year I was like 160. Yeah. Uh, you feel me? I wasn't digging that. I was getting thrown around, so I had to get my weight up. Do you think that was why maybe you didn't play last year? They weren't sure if you were physically ready? Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of the main reasons. I wasn't physically ready to play the game, so. What did you learn from kind of watching then last year that, that got you ready to come out this year and play? Uh, um, last year, uh, I was watching Dylan Mitchell. He's like my prodigy, you feel me? So, like, um, I was watching how he get off the ball, all his movements, how, how he attack people. So, like, um, that really played a key how I came out this spring. When Willie left, did you think about transferring and, and going somewhere closer to home? Was there any decision you had to uh, make there? Yeah, yeah, that was a huge decision uh, when he left. I was like... Um, he brought me out here to go back to Florida, so I was like, oh, no, but um, I th- had a talk with my coach and Cristobal, and I, s- I decided to settle down and stay. You kind of settled in on, as a West Coast guy now? I mean, you, yeah. got, you got you and Dimitri and, and, and McNeil kind of able to talk about that, being that you've known each other since high school? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was something for sure we talked about a lot. Um, we used to go and sit in the dorm room and be like, I mean, what's out? What are we going to do? He just <laughs> brought us out here and left, so we all decided just to stay and hang it out, you feel me? And that that decision has has played a played a huge role in, in what me and Dimitri are today. There's a big opportunity for receivers, it seems like, this year. Not a, I mean, you come into this year feeling like you could be in kind of any role. I mean, there's not kind of a bunch of established guys. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I came in the spring like, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to step on my A game, like, right now because I want to establish that dominance right now, mm-hmm. you know, going into fall camp. So One of the new quarterbacks you've got this year, Tyler Shuck, guess he can really sling the ball, true freshman, might not get it in the games, but what, what do you see out of him? Uh, Tyler, he's going to be the man. That's all I got to say. He just watch out for that kid. He, he's good. What can you do differently at 185 than you could at 160? Uh, I, I just feel more comfortable. Like, I can I can take on blocks better. Uh, I, move, I move a little better. Um, yeah, so that so that weight helps a lot. You've gotten faster. Or you... Yeah, I got. I for me, gotten faster. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were talking about last year. You're one of the fastest guys out there. You, you can take it to other gear now. Yeah, I can for sure take it. To, probably past that. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can. I can fly definitely. How do they get used to the weather? I mean, you don't have days like this in Florida. Oh uh, no, Florida is great. Sunshine and palm trees. Came here. It's cold at first. You feel me? It was I was like timid of it, but now you see me, no sleeves. I'm used to it now. So of course you're playing in practice inside though. <laughs> so I don't know. If I was outside, I still wear the same thing. Right, you know. Right, fair enough. <laughs> last year you said physically maybe you weren't quite ready to go, but mentally, what's the difference between last year and this year? You're much more ready mentally. Oh yes, for sure. Like last year. I dropped. I was dropping a lot of balls, and it had me in the slums. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to play football anymore. Um, over the break, uh, I caught jugs every day, 100 balls a day. Came out this year, the mindset, I wasn't going to drop any. And through this spring, I see I only dropped two balls, and I was doing a, uh, doing a um, RPO. So you feel, that, that wasn't really nothing. So now I just take heed and just keep building from that. You didn't know if you want to play anymore because you were frustrated from not playing? Yeah, I was, I was super frustrated. I wanted to go home, talk to my mom every day, but she was like, um, I, I waited four years of high school for this. It was my dream school, so why come? Why quit? I was the first in the family to come to college. She was like, uh, I wanted to set an example for my brothers and sisters. So she was like, just fight it through. So that's what I'm doing. That must have been extra hard when Taggart left, though. If you're already going through some emotional issues, you know, with wondering if you even want to be here, then he leaves. I mean, that must have been super tough on you. Yeah, that was, that was real tough, real tough. Like that's so I think about that dearly. Every every night, I'd be like, should I stay or should I go? But I decided to stay it out. You mentioned the conversation with Coach Cristobal. What kind of things did he say to encourage you to stick around? Uh, he he just he just told me all the coach all the coaches was gonna stay. I was gonna have the same people around me. So like that that was the main part. I thought well I thought my receiver coach was gonna leave, and I really liked Coach Johnson a lot. He taught he taught me a lot over this over this course. So I ain't want him to go. So. From Daywood Davis, I thought that was a great conversation with the media. Very honest, very articulate, very thoughtful from Daywood Davis, a guy that I think the Ducks hope 
they'll see big things from this year. He's definitely got the speed. You heard him talking about bulking up physically. He certainly looks the part out there when I see him running around at practice. He looked the part this morning. That's for sure. Coming up, uh, more from the Oregon wide receiver position. Katrina Dowd scheduled to join us, head coach Oregon lacrosse in just a little while. We'll also maybe get to a little bit more of Coach Altman recapping the season as he met with the media today. A lot going on here on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Back after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Law and You is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah. Anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Planning to hear from Coach Katrina Dowd for Oregon Lacrosse coming up in just a little while, but I think something must have come up for Coach Dowd, so we'll reschedule and get to a little bit more men's basketball coming up here. Part two of the conversation with uh, Dana Altman as he talked, it was actually a little bit surprising. I wouldn't say surprising, but at least not something that we're necessarily used to. As Dana Altman talked with the media for about a half an hour or so today and it was a lot of good stuff talking about what was an up and down season and getting to know all these new guys now that will be here in late June and Dana Altman part two of him talking with the media today has the Ducks wrapping up a season and getting ready for next year Dana Altman showing up now on some of those early top 25 things are, are you comfortable with that not knowing maybe how guys will respond to that the first time going through it <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I hope they put on there this is a big guess because, you know, if, if they're putting us in there, then they're, they're guessing a lot more than I am. Uh, you know, I I like our talent. You know, I like our guys. I'm sure a lot of that's based on whether Troy comes back. Um, so, um, you know, and again, look at the teams that, have been successful, and they usually have that those returners are setting the tone. So what kind of tone will our returners set, and how will the new guys, how quickly they will they adjust? Um, you know, those are two huge questions, you know, for our team. And, uh, um, you know, if the, if the new guys adjust really good because our returners are setting such a good tone in this summer, then, you know, October 1, I'd probably feel a lot better. But the next six months, uh, you guys forget about us, but it's just as important a time as when we start practice on October 1. Um, 
we're going to give the guys the rest of this week. There's some new NCAA legislation that you got to give them, you know, a lot of time off in the off season. So uh, we won't work the guys out this week. We're going to give them some time, more time off. But uh, when we start next week, uh, you know, the tone that they set, you know, and getting started um, will give me an idea, you know, of how we're going to do. And then when the other guys get here in late June. I'll have a much better idea, you know, how quickly they jump in and, you know, their ability as freshmen, you know, to, to bring it every day. Because that, that's a big challenge. It's, it's, I talked to Dylan Brooks and he was talking about how, you know, tired he's getting. Even though he had a big night at Portland, just how tired he's getting. Well, that, they're adjusting to an 82-game schedule. Well, high school guys adjusting to July workouts, August workouts, September workouts starting practice October 1 and having six weeks uh, to really get ready for a season. That adjustment, how quickly they make it, uh, will give me an idea of, you know, of how good we can be next year because we're still going to be really young, you know, uh, you know, depending on how many guys come back. But, you know, we had the freshmen this year looking at four freshmen next year. The bulk of our team is going to be sophomores and freshmen. So we're we're still going to be a really young team. We, uh, right now, we got one senior with Paul, and his leadership is going to be critical. I mean, he had a good year for us this year. He has to have a great year for us next year. Peyton had a good year for us this year. He's got to have a great year next year. So I think those two guys, uh, and, and you hate to put all, you know, we put so much pressure on Peyton this year because he was our only returner. Uh, but those two guys, uh, you know, coming back as returning starters, um, will really have, and if Troy decides, that would really help because then you got three guys to share the load. But uh, right now, it's going to fall on Paul and and Peyton, and they're both very capable. But you know, leadership's a full-time job. You can't you can't bring it one day and then take the next day off. If you're going to be a leader that everybody respects, it's a full-time job. You got to bring it every day. And uh, so, if those two guys set the tone. Abu will follow, VJ will follow, those Kenny, those guys will follow, but somebody's got to set the tone. When you have a, when you have a year like you did this year, where if you guys would have gotten out of the gates faster, it was kind of the non-conference portion of the schedule is what bit you guys come selection Sunday. Is there anything you can do with the incoming freshmen that are coming in, or are you guys changing anything to help them kind of try to get their feet wet quicker than it happened this season? You know, that's uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, uh, again, it falls on our returners. Last year, I didn't feel like we had a good enough tone set all summer. Uh, and a lot of that was on because of Peyton was our only guy coming back who played. You know, Keith was back, Roman was back, Paul was coming off a red shirt, but, you know, they hadn't played. They didn't, you know, this year, hopefully we'll have five, six, seven guys coming back that had been part of it. and. And so when the new guys come in, they've got six or seven guys they're watching. Okay, they're setting the tone, and they've all played. You know, they've all been on the floor. So uh, that would be the one thing that could speed up the process and get us ready a little bit quicker because we can only be on the floor with them two hours a week. I mean, it's hard to get anything done in those two hours, you know. Uh, that tone has to be set in the other six hours when they're working in the weight room and playing their pickup games together, you know, and that's why you see some of the old programs that are much more ready to go at the start of the season. It wasn't because the coaches worked with them anymore in the summer. It's because they had five, six, seven, eight guys back, whatever, that when they were working out, there was a game-like tone to it. You know, there was a practice-like tone to it because those guys had been there and done that. And, uh, you know, we've had some injuries in previous years, you know, Jordan's foot one year, Dylan's foot the next year that prevented us from getting out of the gates really good. But, you know, we, we still were ready to go because we had a lot of guys back. When you have a more experienced team, you mentioned next year, would you look non-conference to add an additional maybe power conference team or more RPI games? Yeah, we, we are. Uh, the thing that really hurt us last year was, was losing to Connecticut in that first round because, you know, we weren't able to play Michigan State and Arkansas, which would have changed our schedule a little bit. Uh, although DePaul and Oklahoma, you know, were, were more than we could handle. Uh, you know, RPI-wise, that was, was kind of important. 
we are talking with, you know, because of our incoming freshmen, there there is a lot more interest from the TV people and, and neutral site games and that. And we're trying to shift through all that and, and see what works. You know, we go to Madison Square Garden. That, that was set uh, with Syracuse and Connecticut and Iowa. Um, and we're talking to a lot of people. And, you know, we've got some things, but all the contracts aren't signed yet, so I'm not going to talk about them until <laughs> those contracts have a way of getting lost. And, and uh, so we'll just wait and see what comes back. But to answer your question, yeah, I think uh, we will have a little bit more national schedule um, just because of we do have a few guys back, but probably just as important, people want to see our freshmen. Because a 2K class, it could end up like peak 80 in terms of, you know, UConn's got a new coach, knows where they're ranked. Iowa may not have a big, you know, you yeah. could end up in something where you don't get maybe the RPI that you, you never expected know. Yep. out of no, I, I agree totally. Seems like every other year you've played Portland. Next year's, is that the next year you do it? You know, we're, we're talking with some neutral site games. Um, the two that I've talked with the most, though, were on the road for those to start, and they're coming back to Portland the following year. Uh, so, you know, we, we played in Portland last year because of the PK-80. I don't know if we will this next year, uh, but uh, the following year we, we definitely would be. Dan Altman talking all things Duck basketball there as he was recapping the season over the course of the well, half an hour of lunch, actually. He was talking with the media at noon today. Spent about a half an hour for a recap of the season. It was certainly a good one, worth being in attendance for. We'll have the rest of Coach Altman's comments, including his thoughts on some of the recruits coming in for next year on tomorrow's edition of Duck Insider. Up next, uh, we'll get back to that wide receiver position as we focus on that group. Heard from their position coach, Michael Johnson, earlier on the show. And we're going to hear from Brandon Schooler and Johnny Johnson right after this. Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance companies working together to successfully ensure sure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner, just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. Western bacon cheese, burger cheese, bacon, western bacon cheese, burger, I'm talking Carl Jr., pick it up. Western bacon cheese, burger, Carl Jr., pick it up. Western bacon cheese, burger cheese, bacon, western bacon cheese, burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. It's practically... Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight, a bit of lard on your hips and thighs, and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign.
This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson and Johnson Law. In life as in sports, you have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Corson Johnson Law Firm is a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. want to point out a few pieces of news here before we get to our focus on the wide receiver position. Uh, yesterday, the Ducks... Pitching staff for Oregon Baseball got some good news as Kenyon Yovan was named the Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week. Todd Miles and Rob Mosley talked about that on the broadcast yesterday. The news came out after we were off the air for Duck Insider yesterday afternoon. But Kenyon Yovan, your Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week, after earning a win in, his, in just his second career start, he struck out nine Stanford Cardinal. A pretty good effort for Kenyon Yovan. That's a good sign for the Ducks, I think, uh, moving forward. And we'll see what happens. And it looks like as uh, the Ducks have some other news to get to because Troy Brown Jr., after we just played Dane Altman talking with the media and discussing Troy Brown Jr. and the potential for him to go pro, looks like Troy Brown Jr. has just announced on Twitter that he will be heading to the draft. He said, quote, the University of Oregon has been a great school for me. My teammates, the fans, the coaching staff, and overall school experience were truly life-changing. I've grown so much in different areas on and off the court. I know my time was very short, but I've made a ton of memories and friendships that will last a lifetime. I'd like to thank everyone at the University of Oregon for all they've done to help me get to this point. Troy Brown Jr. announcing this on Twitter. As long as I can remember, he continues, my dream has been to play in the NBA. After long consideration, I truly feel I am ready to pursue my dream and enter the 2018 draft. My time at Oregon has come to an end, but I will always be a part of the Oregon family. Go Ducks. That's Troy Brown Jr. at Troy underscore Brown 33 on Twitter announcing uh, just a little while ago that he is going to the NBA. So the Ducks will have a tough task replacing the talent of Troy Brown Jr. But if you heard Dane Altman talking a lot about all the different things just a little while ago on the show, but Troy Brown Jr. announcing that he will, in fact, go pro and enter the NBA draft. All right, well, we'll hear more from Dane Altman coming up in just a little while. Uh, some of his thoughts actually on the one-and-done rule in general with the NBA. We'll get to more of that and a look towards the future on tomorrow's edition of Duck Insider. With that uh, slight change-up, uh, we won't be able to get to Johnny Johnson and Brendan Schooler talking with the media today, so we'll table that for our discussion on the show tomorrow as we'll continue to look at the wide receiver position for the Ducks. Also want to remind you that on Thursday, Oregon football will have another media availability, which means uh, Keith Hayward, the Oregon safeties coach, will be chatting with the media and a few other players as well. That's on the show coming up on Thursday. And Athletic Director Rob Mullins will join us tomorrow to recap women's basketball's epic run, uh, maybe some of the greater debates that are going on around college basketball regarding some of those rules and the one-and-dones and things like that. We'll check in on a bunch of other sports as well with the Oregon Athletic Director. He will join us on the show, Rob Mullins, tomorrow. Oregon Softball, we'll hear from them getting ready for their matchup with Arizona on the show tomorrow as well. Some cool news for Oregon soccer as well. For the second time this year, Duck midfielder Chardonnay Curran has been called up to the U.S. under-18 national team. She's a freshman from Hawaii, and she will join the Americans for two matches against Switzerland's U18 national team coming up this weekend. I thought that was pretty cool for the Ducks standout freshman, the midfielder, Chardonnay Curran, to get called up to the national team again. That's always good experience, and the Ducks continue to build that program with Kat Mertz at the helm. I think this is a good sign. A lot of international talent, certainly, that has been on display for Oregon over the last couple years. 
We'll get more of your Facebook comments and questions on the show tomorrow as we wrap things up. And hopefully we'll be able to schedule another time to chat with Oregon Lacrosse head coach Katrina Dowd as she must have had something come up for today. We'll be able to maybe chat with her again at some point this week before the Ducks host Arizona State and start the second leg of conference action for lacrosse later on this week on Friday. Athletic Director Wednesday coming up tomorrow. More from Dane Altman, more football as well. We'll talk to you then on Duck Insider. I rescued Toast from my shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. You should be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rinse cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.